1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our real estate expert and co-host is Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, recently, a Brampton real estate agent was attacked in his own driveway. But this is not an isolated incident, and safety concerns for agents is nothing new, is it? It's not, Tina, and and it's something that is of concern. I mean, we've had... uh, very well-known realtors uh, like Jyoti Mann, who have been attacked. Uh, Simon Giannini was shot uh, at a steakhouse a few years ago. There's been realtors attacked at open houses or during showings, and it, it has to stop. And, and I'm going to bring in Rich Fiera to join us once again. Uh, Rich is with Remax Enterprises from Mississauga. Rich, welcome back to On the Market. Thank you, Asif. Nice to be here. Rich, we're talking about uh, one of our colleagues that was just attacked uh, a little while ago in Brampton in his driveway. What do you attribute this realtor hate to? Yeah, it's shameful, really. I feel like, you know, the market, a lot of people are blaming us for the market itself and for the, you know, the increase in prices when it's really a simple fact of supply and demand. We're just providing people with the information and helping them make decisions to market their property. We're, we're not the sole provider or we're not the cause of the market going up or down. And really, it, it, you know, it's disappointing to see this, but quite honestly, Asif, this has been going on for many, many years. This isn't the first or an isolated incident. There are many cases like this. And so how can agents protect themselves, Richard? Well, you know, in one case, for example, like open houses, when agents are doing open houses rather than one person being there, there should be a team effect, like two people. You know, one kind of making people sign in, checking IDs as they come in the door, and maybe limiting the amount of people coming into the open house at a specific time, and then both leaving at the same time to kind of protect each other. Also, when you're showing, at least keep your phone with you or, you know, keep the phone on or even have somebody else on the line especially if it's in an area that you don't know or, you know, you're going to someone's home, it's always better to be there with somebody else, you know, like unless you know the person directly, these are very scary times, you know? And and this is something that, you know, we almost bring upon ourselves because it's up to us to be out there in the public marketing properties and and showcasing clients' homes and uh, announcing when we're going to be at these homes do you think that that's a problem in itself? Oh, I, I absolutely do. And plus, you know, a lot of realtors, you know, they're flashy, right? And uh, draw a lot of attention to themselves. So people just naturally think, oh, my gosh, this guy's making so much money or too much money or whatever. And uh, we're just going to take whatever we want from them. And in some cases, if you're not, you know, properly protected or, you know, safeguarding your own safety, no one else is going to look out for you. You got to do it yourself. You know, you got to be aware, constantly aware of your surroundings and who's coming up on you. And how do you encourage then those around you, those on your team? So for me, for example, I I don't let people do open houses by themselves and showings. 
you know, usually if there's a showing, if it's, you know, certainly at a vacant house, you're going to take your phone. And if it's a female, then I always switch it out. I always make the appointment and go and show the property myself. And then she can follow up afterwards. You know, I feel in many cases, a lot of people are just trying to take advantage of the situation. And I'm, I'm not saying that females can't protect themselves. I'm just saying a lot of these guys, when they see a pretty face in the paper, you wonder, are they looking for a house or are they looking for a date? And uh, I, I very rarely will let somebody show a vacant house, you know, without me being there or being close by. And it's being vigilant on showings at open houses. You know, we had the uh, former supervisor of York Region Police on uh, a little while ago talking about realtor safety as well. And he was saying how you should always leave yourself an out. So always make sure that there is a doorway in between yourself and your client that you, know, you never lead them yeah. down. Into never the turn your back on them. Right. You know, for example, when we're going upstairs, I always let them go upstairs first. And then I'm at the top of the stairs. I don't follow them into each and every room. I'm at the top of the stairs. And before they come back down, I'm down at the bottom of the stairs. I'm always closest to the door, whether it's the front door or the back door. And I'm not saying that, you know, I couldn't defend myself. I'm just saying that I'm always looking for a way out because, you know, especially in a neighborhood that you don't know or homes that you don't know or even vacant homes, which are, I'm, I find the most scary. And are these types of incidents exclusive to, you know, big cities, Toronto, the GTA, or have you heard of these types of situations across the country? I've heard of them across the country. I've heard of them in the United States as well. Mm. And, you know, in my little town, well, my town is Mississauga, but it's not that little, but I've certainly had uh, heard of incidences here as well. And it's just a situation where sometimes, you know, people want to take advantage and they'll do whatever it takes to take advantage. So you've got to be constantly vigilant about your surroundings. Rich, thanks for that. And, you know, we wish our uh, colleague Jyoti Mann all the best in his recovery. And to all Absolutely. the other realtors that are listening, you got to be vigilant and be careful out there. Got to be careful out there. Thank you, Asif. Thanks, Rich. After the break, is there a move back to the city? That story is coming up. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez, and our real estate expert is Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties. And Asif, you have today's next guest. I do, Tina. Joining us is Jim Marshall from Remax Perry Sound in Muskoka. Jim, welcome to On the Market. Thanks for having me on. Jim, you guys must uh, have been swamped over the last few years. What's it like oh. right now in terms of buyer traffic? We're hearing a lot about people possibly moving back to the city core after having moved up there during the pandemic. And, and I've read those articles as well. So we're, we're, I'll just kind of go back a little bit where we, where we are now and where we were. We had, our, I think, our busiest two years. In, and I've been, in the, I've been licensed since 1985, so 37 years. I have to go back to the late 80s to have a time as busy as 2020, 2021 were. Um, 
you know, we have low inventories. We had probably about eight to ten buyers for every property that came up. Um, as of about probably March to May this year, we have transitioned to a more we still a seller's market, but certainly not as exuberant as it was last year. And uh, right now, we have extremely low listing inventories, contrary to some areas in the peripheral uh, areas of the GTA. Our listing inventory is actually less than it was last year. So take us back, Jim, again, to the beginning of the pandemic or in the middle of the pandemic, when people had decided that, you know what, I can work from anywhere, anytime, and they decided to leave the city for larger spaces. What was it all like for you and your team? Well, the, the, the questions we're getting from prospective buyers are completely different. The, the, the basic question was, how's the internet like? became <laughs> the most popular question two years ago. And then you have to explain out to people, you're in the country, you cannot expect the level of uh, the services you're going to get in the city. You're not going to get generally fiber internet. You're usually off the cell phone towers, and, you know, it's a challenge to try to get good internet with places. So that was the most common question that we would get with, with buyers coming in. And, uh, you know, we, we're very transparent with people. We give them some of the options out there to get it. And we had a – it was interesting because we, we drive around, like I remember the winter of 2021 – where normally there's nobody up here, or very few people in the wintertime, you drive around the cottage roads, half the places would be smoke coming over the chimney. Hmm. So lots of people, lots of people moved up permanently or semi-permanently to their cottages from Mississauga, Toronto, Markham, Barrie areas, just because there was a perceived um, more safety here as far as like, you know, from the pandemic, they were safer at their cottage. Most of the people would hunker down for, you know, two weeks, go into town when they need to get supplies, go back to the cottage, and we were self-isolating at the cottages. And uh, we'll have to see what this winter looks like. I'm not sure. Um, we're not seeing a lot of people necessarily moving back to the city. The biggest demographic of people that we saw that were using their cottages most fashion are kind of, you know, aging myself here, but my age, late 50s. And um, they're not going back to the city. That's that's the interesting. I never read a lot of articles about people that influx of people back into the GTA from cottage country. We're definitely not seeing it. Um, we saw some of the greatest population increases in municipalities in my area, the Paris Home region, of any areas in Canada between 2016 and 2020. We had one municipality locally here that doubled its population more or less in a five-year period. And that's people moving to their cottages permanently. I remember, Jim, when we were speaking during the pandemic and, and the shift that started up towards the north, you were saying that you were seeing Toronto-like offers. Explain that to our listeners on, on what that means and what it did for the values in your area. Well, pre-pandemic, getting multiple offers up here would have meant getting two to three offers. Um, we moved... Not 2020 as much, but certainly the beginning of 2021, where we saw as much as 27 offers on a cottage up here. And the ironic thing about that, that happened the end of January, which is usually our slowest time of the year. We get a lot of snow and we get real winters up here. So we don't have a lot of cottage activity going on in the end of January. But we had 27 offers on one property. We've never seen this before. So we had to to very quickly... Pivot 
the way we did our business and uh, the way we priced cottages, holding back offers, doing a lot of the stuff that they've done in the Toronto area for years that we never, ever experienced. And we had to do it really quickly because it was like somebody turned on the switch early 2021. So, Jim, for, for those who are rethinking then their move to the country, maybe there's just a few of them, but what price are they paying? What is this going to cost them to move back? If they, if they were, if they bought kind of in the last year or so, we're probably selling for more or less about the same value as they would have bought it for. We saw a bit of a spike last fall in our pricing uh, where things were selling for, you know, almost double for some of the properties. And we're talking year-round winterized waterfront homes. We're not the, the typical rustic cottage. And we're, you know, right now to get into some that property like that, you're looking at a million dollars plus. So, you know, if they're looking to get back to the city, I'm not sure what the prices have done in the Toronto area in the last year, but it, it could be, it could be a wash as far as going back. But as I said, our experience here, we're not seeing a lot of people doing that. Maybe in other areas of cottage country, maybe in Halliburton, maybe in Bancroft, maybe in Muskoka, but certainly not in our area. We're seeing most of the people staying here. And Jim, what do you think about the new gas prices and or, or the recent hike in gas prices? Would you think you would have still had the same momentum of people moving up more if gas prices yeah. were this high back a couple of years ago? Uh, I don't think because of the, the the demographic of people that are buying cottages, I I think it's you know gas prices are basically irrelevant. Um, you know, it has become more of a luxury purchase over the last several years. So if gas prices go from you know a uh, buck twenty to two forty, which I think they did kind of over the course of the pandemic, um, it doesn't really affect people buying cottages up here. What it traditionally has mean is that they're not, they don't want to drive as far. So let's talk about specifically what is happening right now. We've talked about what happened during the pandemic. What is the market like for you and your community at this time? Well, we've, we've got less buyers for sure. We might be working with a fraction of the amount of buyers we would have this time last year. And maybe a fraction, I mean, maybe, you know, a quarter to a fifth. But, you know, the prices are, prices are holding on fairly constant. Our, 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 our listing inventories are so low uh, that right now, you know, if you want to come up and you want to look at a cottage in, you know, the 800 to a million dollar range, you know, I'd be showing you within an hour of our, our you know, our office, two, three cottages, that's it. So we're, 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 we're almost at record low inventories. The shift in the market has not met more, more listing inventory for waterfront at all. You know, we get, we get this argument a lot in that multiple offers have driven prices up in the Toronto area and that we should be moving more towards an auction type of sales system to have open bidding. Did you find that entering the conversation at all up there? No, not really. Um, there, there was certainly some, what I kind of refer to as a spiking in some of the pricing where you'd have eight offers coming in and somebody would pay too much for a property. But it was more the, I think it was more the exception than the rule here. Um, you know, I think a lot of people were really frustrated with the amount of buyer activity through the last two years. 
and um, you know a lot of people lost five or six cottages. So the, you know it, it's it's not just a matter of you know ask if you're in Markham, somebody wants to look at a house, they might drive across the city in 15 minutes. We've got people that are driving two hours from Toronto to Perry Sound look of cottages. So it's not as easy. So what we're doing right now, we our narrative basically to buyers is it's a great time to get back in because you don't have as much buyer activity there. There's less multiple offers. There's still some, but not much. And we're finding most cottages are sitting on the market two to four weeks. So as they come available, we're trying to get people up on them. And you know, you can negotiate things in now like financing conditions, home inspections that we didn't see for two years. And Jim, recently, you know, speaking of elections, recently there was a story that made the news about someone purchasing a home in an auction. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that and uh, what what happened with this person that believed that they were going in with more transparency, however, ended up paying about $100,000 in repairs for this property. I think most of the people in our business read this article that was in the Toronto, sorry, not Toronto, sorry, CDC last week about this woman buying this house in Sudbury, if I recall, and uh, with this auction, online auction website, uh, unreserved, they have on them uh, home inspection reports. I'll use that term very loosely, but she relied on the purchase on this home inspection report. And I think really the overlying um, lesson here is, is you get your own home inspection done. You don't rely on what somebody else is saying. I think that's you know, and especially now that the market has slowed down enough where you've got those options available for home inspections and get your own done. I don't know whether that was an option through this website, um, this website, or sorry, this um, this tech company, this unreserved seems to kind of straddle the line between is it a real estate company, is it an auction site? Uh, we've seen these kind of companies before, and it's, it's always buyer beware with these things and get as much information as possible before you start spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a house that you see online. And how much of this do you attribute not using a realtor for? Because, you know, we're bound to certain rules and regulations and guidelines that have us unveil any deficiencies to the consumer, whereas when you're purchasing it through an auction company, they may not have that same responsibility to do so. No, and you're you're you have no representation when you're buying through one of these companies. You're on your own. It's like buying a private for sale. So uh, it's not something that I would probably use as a seasoned professional to buy anything through. And it's certainly not something. You know, we don't see we we, we don't see this company in our area, so we haven't had to you know deal with any buyers looking at these properties. But it would be something I would be certainly warning any buyers just to, to make sure that, you know, at least you have a realtor or a lawyer or something, look at some of the contractual stuff that you signed before you end up buying through a company like this. And it wasn't necessarily that this buyer got a deal. The average price listed on the site was four hundred thirty to $470,000, and the buyer ended up paying 517501 So it wasn't necessarily that the perception that they're going to get a deal by having transparency, you're still competing against buyers yeah. that are out there that want the home. Yeah, absolutely. And whether, and whether, whether you're competing in a closed or an open, or, or an open auction type situation, you're still competing. 
So those values can can get can can certainly go up. But you know, there's you know, we get we get usually a couple of calls every week from people looking to buy things privately. We had one call yesterday who needed to get an opinion value on a property, and we recommend that before they end up going through with the purchase on anything, is you know, absolute minimum, get an independent appraiser in to to ascertain the value for the buyer. Thank you. Before we let you go, do you anticipate that we'll be hearing more of these types of stories moving forward? Sure, absolutely. There are there's always somebody that's going to build try to build a better mousetrap out there, and it's the way that you know we see innovation within our industry. And you know, as of you and I, we've worked with Remax for for many years. And I remember back when I was much younger that you know Remax was the innovator; they were the disruptor. So yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know we've seen lots of these companies. I've seen lots of them come and go over the last thirty plus years. So this is the last one we'll see like this. Jim, it's always great to talk to you, my friend. And yes. if our listeners want more information about the uh, Perry Sound Muskoka areas, how can they reach you? They can reach us. The easiest way is through the website. Uh, we've got. We, we, because we're in Cottage Country and most of our clients are two hours away from us, we really rely on our website, which is teammarshall.ca. Easy to visit. You can Google me as well. You can find out about Jim Marshall. If you go Jim Marshall Perry Sound on Google, you'll find everything you need. That's awesome. Thanks so much for joining us and have a great day. You too, awesome. Take care, buddy. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. Luke in Maple writes... During the pandemic, many decided, well, this is timely, many decided to move out of the GTA for larger properties. I am now considering the same type of move, but have house prices dropped in those areas beyond the 905? Asif, we talked about this earlier in the show. We did, and you know what? The, the prices have not typically fallen, but uh, what's happened is they've leveled out, so you're not getting those crazy bidding wars where you had... 30, 40, 50 offers on properties. And, you know, speaking uh, with our previous guest, it was uh, the most they had was 27 offers, which was something new to uh, the northern parts there. And you're not getting that. So you're not getting that emotional bidding war going. And so prices have leveled off. They're more of uh, what they were uh, pre-pandemic or even, you know, during the pandemic, 2020, 2021. So it's, uh, it's very typical as to the 905 as well. So you're not getting uh, those crazy appreciations and people are looking at that and saying, hey, it's a great time to buy because of that. And you're going to see that up north as well. And so what do you suggest that Luke does at this stage in the game? You know, a, a house is something that everyone needs. They, they need a shelter and it depends on your lifestyle, where you want to be that need hasn't changed. And and people don't buy houses just based on 
appreciation value or anything like that. It is one of the considerations, but it's not the main factor. The main factor is where do you want to live? And that's never going to change. So if your lifestyle, if, if that's where you want to be is up north, then that's where you should be looking. And when you're buying and selling in the same market, it's always going to be a wash. So if you're buying in a really heated market, you're going to pay more for your new property, but you're also going to get more for your existing property. If you're buying in a, a balanced market like this is, you're probably going to get less for your current home, but you're going to pay less for your new home. So it's always going to be a wash if you're buying and selling. Okay, so Francis and King now wants to know, what are real estate investment trusts, and is this a better option than purchasing an investment or rental property? Asif, can you explain this one? So it uh, it really depends on on how you want to structure your investments. Uh, the real estate investment trusts are it's it's like a syndicate. It's a group of people that go out and they buy office buildings, shopping malls, hotels, resorts, and they're grouping their money together to be part of this purchase together. There's a lot of rules and regulations as to how you can uh, like your exit strategy, how you can get out of it, what notice do you have to give. Uh, what you're getting back in return. So you're kind of dependent on the group as you move forward. Whereas if you're doing it on your own, then you're making those decisions for yourself. A lot of people will choose a real estate investment trust or or, a REIT because they want to go into larger properties or more lucrative properties and make more money off those in the long run. So uh, if you don't have the cash flow to be able to purchase a plaza or a hotel or a resort on your own, that's when you enter a syndicate or a real estate investment trust. But if you do have the money and, and you want to just have a, a couple of investment properties or condos that you want to rent out or even a small plaza and you have the funds to do so, then it's always better to do it on your own. And how do you find these investment groups or investment trusts? And is it secure? Again, we've had a lot of horror stories about real estate mm. investment trusts in the past of maybe going into the wrong investment and losing money or or maybe some people wanted to get out and they couldn't or they didn't get the value that they wanted out of it uh, during their exit from their real estate investment trust. So it really depends on the situation. Uh, it, they're easy to find. Uh, a lot of mortgage brokers and, and realtors are, are part of these as well. So they are very uh, easy to find. And uh, and just by Googling them online, you're going to find a, a bunch of different ones. It's always best to run it by a realtor to see what type of reputation that uh, investment trust has and what it can do for you. Check their track record, see what their other investments are, talk to some of the people that are involved uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's lots of great options out there for real estate investments for sure. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? They can call me at 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.